Very quickly, turn together with me to James 5. James 5 and also 1 John 5. James 5, 16, 17, and 18. And 1 John 5, 14 to 15. 1, 2, 3, go. James 5, 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. Declare with me, I will pray again. First John 5, 14 and 15. And this is, I want to hear you read. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and if we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him once again shout the lord has heard me for an assignment this morning praying with the results in mind. Praying with the results in mind. Our Father and our God, yet again, we'll thank you for the awesome privilege to gather again under this open heavens. Thank you for drawing us from all walks of life to refresh us, to renew us, to revitalize again under this open heavens. I beseech you, Abba Father, to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven and on the lips and the tongues of clay of this seven son of yours that this day I will come to your people with nothing but of thus said the Lord. Move every man, every woman, every boy, every girl under the sound of the voice of this preacher from where we are to the place you reserve for us in the place called destiny. We'll vow as always to give you alone the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' wondrous name we pray. Somebody shout a big amen. Once again, declare praying with the results in mind. And you may be seated in God's wonderful presence. Dearly beloved, prayer, as far as God is concerned, is not designed to be a hit or a misproposition. Many people today all over the world do engage in some kind of level of activity called prayer. But not as many people who engage in the activity of prayer actually gain the results or the answers of prayers as intended. That's why oftentimes you are more confident to ask somebody to pray with you or pray for you at a particular time. Because sometimes you feel well, my prayer life is not quite it ought to be in this season and I need some aid and some assistance. When we pray, we should pray with the intention and with the focus in mind that 
we are actually praying deliberately and purposefully to gain answers from God. That must be the starting point of our prayers. That I'm not just engaged in futile activity. I'm not just engaged in shadow boxing. But I'm engaged in a spiritual activity that when the principles are done properly, there is really a commensurate answer on the other side. Somebody shout a big amen. It all boils down to the level of understanding you have about what prayer is, how to engage in prayer. You've heard me say over and over again, the level of your understanding about a particular matter or subject in the scriptures will recommend and determine to what degree of results or fruitfulness you'll attain in that particular area of spiritual endeavor. The Bible declares in Ecclesiastes 10.15 that the labor of the foolish man wears him out because this man does not know how to go to the city. I say again, the labor of the foolish man makes him weary. He wears him out. He's engaged in activity of sort. But because he doesn't know the how, how means the wisdom as to how to go to the city, he labors, but his labor is in vain. It's a futile effort. Bible also declares in Proverbs 14, 12, that there is a way that seems right unto a man. It seems, it appears to your logical thinking, to your rational thinking, it looks right. It seems the way to go. But it says, sadly enough, that the end thereof are the ways of death. Beloved, there is a difference between activity and productivity. I believe that many will be encouraged to pray more, pray again and again, uh, have their prayer life become more vibrant, more exciting, not something boring, not a chore, not irksome, not difficult, not a task or laborious while there is a measure of work in prayer. But I believe prayer will become more of a delight when we really gain results to our prayers. When you gain results to your prayers, you see the answers, you are simply encouraged to pray again and again. Beloved, the essence of prayer is to pray in view of receiving the answer to your prayers. Without this being the reality, prayer will simply become religious, mundane. And many religions of our world do pray, but the difference between their prayer and our kind of prayer is our prayer is designed by God to be effective, designed to be powerful. Bible declares the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in his working. So prayer is designed to be answered and prayer is designed to generate spiritual power. Beloved, prayer, you've heard me say again and again, can both be caught because there's an atmosphere of prayer. There is an anointing of prayer when you pray amongst a praying people like coals thrown into the fire. It's about, it's bound to rub off on you. That's why you must surround yourself with praying men, with the word men, men who believe in the pursuit of, of purity and sanctity, not men who believe in compromise. You can sign any document. It's okay. We're allowed. We're just human beings. You know, surround yourself with people who remind you of where you're going, inclusive of people who are praying. 
So you can catch prayer, catch the atmosphere they are not in prayer, but also prayer can be taught and should be taught. There are tenets, there are principles of answered prayer. And this was exactly what the disciples of Jesus asked him to do. In Luke 11 verse 1, the Bible declares, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, Jesus was praying in a certain place. He was a man of prayer. Studying Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he was filled with prayer. Before he chose his disciples, had an all-night prayer session in the, gar the, the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed before embarking uh, on the road to uh, 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 dying on the cross. Uh, before he, he was, was, was inaugurated into his earthly ministry, he prayed, as I quoted earlier, 40 days, 40 nights, and then, boom, he got into his ministry. So his life was laced with moments of prayer. Praise. So the disciples said, hey, master, teach us how to pray. Luke 11 verse 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place. Who is this? Jesus. When he seized, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. You see, I don't believe that the disciples of Jesus at this point in time were not engaged in one kind of prayer or the other. I believe they were praying. But what I do believe is that their prayer life was not as fruitful, not as effective as the prayer life of Jesus. Thus he said, hey, master, we can see when you pray, things happen. We can see when you pray, results happen. We can see that the miracles, the healings we see in your ministry is rooted and tied to your personal prayer life. You teach us how to pray. In other words, how to pray with the results in mind. Not just how to pray, but to pray with the results in mind. Because they were likely already engaged in some kind of activity called prayer. The truth is that everybody, every human being in one way or the other, we honestly are engaged in one activity of prayer. Whether we agree with prayer or not, whether you shout mercy, grace, help me, shungo, whatever it is, is some kind of prayer. But the question is, is that kind of prayer that you may be engaged in yielding the res desired result of answers to prayers and effect of prayer? There is a way to pray. Shout a big amen. There is a better way to pray. And there is a God-inspired way to pray. And Jesus, in response to the question, began to teach them in what we've come to call the Lord's Prayer. It wasn't really as much as the Lord's Prayer as it was the disciples' prayer. Praise God. It was the Lord that taught it, but really he taught it to the disciples. And the same disciples he taught that was applicable to them is also applicable to us today. The disciples' prayer. The Bible declares in James 4, 2 and 3, You lost and have not. You kill and desire to have. Track with me. And cannot obtain. So you desire to have, you cannot obtain. You fight and you war, yet you have not. Hear this. Because you ask not. Number one reason why we don't have is because we don't engage in asking. Right? 
You have not because you don't ask. So if there are things that God has already made available by way of grace you don't have, beloved, perhaps you're not asking or you're not engaging faith. Because faith is the hand that lays hold of what grace has made available. Let me say it again. That faith, faith, faith is the hand that lays hold of what grace has made available. And there are many things that grace has made available. Bible declares, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you have in all sufficiency may abound unto every good work. So grace has made available literally all things in redemption. But faith is the hand that will take hold of what grace has made available. So it's either you're not asking or you're not engaging your faith. But here another reason why perhaps you don't have. Because you ask amiss. Amiss. That means you miss the target. That you may consume it upon your loss. You ask amiss. So number one, you don't have because you don't ask at all. That is indicative of prayerlessness. No prayer at all. But it's also possible to be engaged in prayer, but prayer amiss. All right, all right. You're praying, but prayer amiss. For six years, seven years, ten years, all your life, you've prayed some degree, but somehow you don't feel that your prayer is as fruitful, as effective, as powerful as it can be. There's a way out. Jesus taught the principles of effective prayer. So, number one, you don't have, you don't pray at all, but you could also be praying and not have because it is not praying according to heaven's pattern of prayer. Praise God, somebody. When we pray scripturally, we pray biblically, we pray based on the word, we have a guarantee that we'll have answer to our prayers. Jesus, as you do know, was an example of a person in the scriptures who had a very, very vibrant, very fruitful prayer life. It's a worthy example. But also, there were other leaders, other people in the scriptures who had some measure of effective prayer life. The likes of Abraham. The likes of Moses. Moses oftentimes was standing in the gap for the children of Israel. The likes of David. David was an avowed intercessor. He was a worshiper and a praiser. But we see a man also called Elijah, who also had a, an effective prayer life. It is him we speak about in our text, that he prayed and the heavens were shut. For three and a half years. And he prayed again. And the same heavens shut were opened. And the Bible says. If Elijah. Being a man of like passion. That means he, he was touched. With our similar infirmities. He wasn't an unusual man. But he was just a man. That knew how to lay hold on God. If he being a man of like passion like us could pray and the heavens were shut and prayed again the heavens opened much more you and I who are now born again with the Holy Ghost and carry the Holy Ghost shout yes amen hallelujah hallelujah yeah, James 5 17 18 says Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are and he prayed earnestly so number one thing Elijah put 
to his prayer, he puts a measure of earnest and, and, and earnest, earnestness or whatever it is, or a measure of passion. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of two and a half years. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. So we see something here. Elijah's prayer was passionate. It was fervent. It was earnest or heartfelt. Prayer must begin from the heart. Because prayer primarily is a heart-to-heart communication or engagement with your God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 16 of James 5 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. Hear this. The effectual. Hmm. Your prayer can be effectual. And I believe by the principles you're receiving, they will become more effectual. The effectual, guess what? Fervent. It should be passionate. It shouldn't be cold. It must combust. It must be fury. It must be, it must be burning. Fervent prayer of a righteous man availing much. Who's a righteous man? The man who was born again, who was blood washed. The man who has received the righteousness of God by faith. It's not per se the man who is walking in perfection. No, the man who is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So the prayer of a righteous man, if it's done properly, is guaranteed to be effective and guaranteed to release power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come and shout hallelujah, people. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Before we go into prayer, there must be a preparation for prayer. If your prayer is prayer with the result in mind, there, there needs to be preparation. And whether you've, you know it or not, you've done this preparation, whether knowingly or knowingly, if you haven't, but understand, you need it to prepare before you go into prayer. Number one, start, before you say anything, build confidence in the prayer answering God. You got to build confidence. There's no point asking God for, for healing if you don't know that God has healing to give. Right? Number two, whether he has the willingness to give it. There's no point asking my wife for food if I don't believe she can provide and I don't believe she's willing to provide. So faith in scripture is best when the will of God is known. In Matthew 8, a leper met Jesus Christ, Matthew 8, 1 to 4, and said, Master, said, I, I will that you cleanse me of my leprosy. I will that you cleanse me. You see, he, his concern wasn't the ability of the power of God, just like the concern of many believers is not in doubt of what God can do. We believe that God is all-powerful. He can do anything and everything. We do believe that by, by, for all extent. But you see, sometimes what we're not quite sure is, is he willing to use his power, not for you, not for you, but for me. I know you can do it for brother A, sister B, but God are you willing to use that power for me? Praise God. Praise God. Somebody can testify. Another can testify. But God, can, can you do it for me? So we have to understand that God is both 
able and is willing to reach out to you at the point of your need. Begin with building confidence in the prayer answering God. How do we do this? We go into scriptures to see the nature of our God. Number one, you have to know that your God is a good God. Hmm, he's a good God. He's a good father. Oh yes. Oh yes. The sweet psalmist David says in Psalm 34 verse 8. Oh, taste. That the Lord is good. Can somebody shout with me? My God. Oh, I didn't hear you. My God is a good God. Your God is not withholding any good thing from you. Psalm 84 verse 11 says, Thou art a, a son of a shield, you give grace and glory. No good thing will the Lord withhold from them that walketh uprightly. Beloved, the, the, the God you serve is not withholding. He's a liberal giver. He's a generous giver. He's an exuberant giver. Look at the nature of God found in Ephesians 3.20. That God is able to do exceedingly. Hi yeah, Abundantly. Hi yeah, Above. Hi yeah, All we can ask, think, or imagine. Somebody shout, my God is a good God. Hi yeah. yeah. James 117, you see, this ought to build confidence before you approach to ask God for anything. James 117, every good gift, kotopala, every perfect gift, what comes from God in whom there is no shadow of turning nor variableness. That means God is not about to change his mind concerning you. He won't be good to David and John and Elizabeth and be bad to you. No. He, he doesn't move like shifting shadows. He doesn't vary. No. He causes rain to pour upon the wicked but rain also upon the just. Shout again, my God is a good God. Boost and build your confidence in the prayer answering God. The God who gave you an open-ended invitation cannot be responsible for closing the door. James 4 verse 8, draw near to me. Guess what? I will draw near to you. How do you think he doesn't want to draw near? No. The invitation is open-ended. Take advantage in prayer. Draw near. Build faith in the prayer answering God. Hebrews 4.16 He invited you again to do what? Come boldly. Not timidly. Not cowardly. You come as a blood-washed, blood-bought child of God. Not arrogantly. Not pridefully. But come Boldly, with the confidence that you are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Come boldly to do what? Oh yes, to obtain, to obtain mercy, find grace and help in the time of need. Beloved, when there is a time of need, don't run from God. Run to God. It's never any time to run from God. Whether you miss the mark, run to God. Whether you're walking in purity, run to God. If God won't forgive you, who will forgive you? 
If God won't hear you, who will hear you? He's eager to receive you and embrace you. Before you pray, build faith in the prayer answering God. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Let's read this together. This might be a Bible study class. Hebrews 11 verse 6. I want to build your faith. Hebrews 11 verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God, to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that God is. Say with me, God is? All right, all right. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What have you been doing for two weeks? Playing or praying? I think you've been praying and you've been diligently seeking the face of God. God said you must believe. Katopa. Believe what? I am. Not as I was, I will be. I am that I am. I can be anything to you you want me to be to you. I am that I am. I, I can transform to be your healer, to be your doctor, to be your banker, to be your husband, to be your wife, to be your breakthrough, to be your lifting. No, I am that I am. Believe that I am. But not just that. Go beyond believing that I exist. Believe I have reward. Kato, I have packages and parcels for those who pant after me, who long and yearn for me, those who call upon me. Guess what? I reward them that diligently seek me. Shout, my God is a good God. Look at Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45, mm, verse 19. Building confidence in the place of prayer. Prayer is not a hit or miss. Kalo, 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 kalo. Mini, mini, mani, mo. You go walk, no. So I pray 10, I get 3. No. You can pray with the results in mind. Isaiah 45, 19. I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I said not unto the seed of Jacob, Seek ye me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare the things that are right. I said not to the seed of Jacob, I said not to Israel, the people of covenant, seek me in vain. There is a prophet that is due those who seek the Lord. Mm. Confidence in prayer. 2 Corinthians 1.20 Confidence in prayer. For all, not some, all the promises of God were in him. Who's in him? Jesus Christ. They are yes and amen. Not maybe. Not come back tomorrow. <laughs> you know they say when you pray, God says sometimes, yes, no, maybe. You know, no, no. His promises, they are yes. And in him, amen. Amen means a rubber stamp, so be it. Concerning your healing, Amen. Cut. 
desire power. Concerning his desire for your well-being, your lifting, your advancement. Amen. Concerning your fruitfulness. He said to the first couple, Adam, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue the earth and have dominion. Guess what it is? Amen. Concerning the prophetic word released over you in this season. Wonders 2021. Amen. Romans 3 uh, 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 14 says let God be true and every man be a liar let God let God let God let God be true and every man a liar so in the place of prayer we approach God to be good faithful loving powerful but also willing to use his power on the behalf of his children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, God is so kind and so loving, he causes the rain to fall both on the just and the unjust. Both on the wicked and the righteous. If the Lord is so loving to give rain to the farmer who is not born again, much more his child. Wow. If God is so kind and loving to give the fruit of the womb that's to somebody who doesn't know him at all, much more to his own. Bible declares, Luke 11.13 But if our earthly fathers being evil, that word is compared word, right? Being evil, that means compared to God, my earthly parents are evil. I as a parent, I'm evil to my children. Compared to God, we all are. But if we be evil, I judge evil by God in comparison. We know how to give good things to our children. We do. We do. So never with a father, a child asks for bread, bread and you give a give stone. Ask for fish, you give serpents and scorpions. But he says, much more. Oh boy, much more with your loving father give you the very best or best after Christ is the Holy Ghost. Give you what? The Holy Spirit. If he gave you the Holy Spirit, anything between here and the Holy Spirit is inclusive in the package. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. Preparation number two. Let's move quickly. Prepare your heart for the business of prayer. I said earlier, prayer primarily is a heart-to-heart -heart connection with your heavenly father. You connect your heart to the heart of Abba Father. That's what we saw in James 5 that it takes fervor, passion in the place of prayer. That's all descriptive of the state and the nature of the heart. Fervor, passion, zeal. The words you utter in prayer is as important as your attitude or the state of your heart. The words you speak is as important as your attitude or your attitude or your heart state is as important as your words. You know Jesus said, quoting from I think Jeremiah, that there are those whose hearts are far from him, yet 
they speak words that appear to be right. I'm paraphrasing now, right? But their words are not in alignment with their heart. They praise the Lord, but they don't really praise the Lord. They're complaining. They're murmuring. There is a lamentation. So he said, beyond your words, your heart needs to be right in the place of prayer. It needs to be in tune with God. So prepare your heart. What do you do? Prepare your heart to speak God's word. Number three, area of preparation. Prepare your environment. Remember, we read in our, not our text, but Luke, Luke 11 verse 1. And Jesus was in a certain place praying. He was in a certain place praying. When he had ended prayer, the disciples asked him. So he was in a certain place. It's important for a child of God, whilst you can pray anywhere, and you should be able to pray anywhere. Apostle Paul said, I will that all men pray everywhere, anywhere, raising up their hands to God. So you should pray on the bus, pray on the plane, pray on the boat, pray anywhere and everywhere. There's no doubt about that. God is not restrained by distance or barrier. But you see, in order to build a strong, consistent prayer life, you ought to create a place for prayer. And the place doesn't have to be a church in your house, a chapel with a cross. No, just a place. It could be your literal closet. It could be by the side of your bed where you kneel oftentimes. It could be a study, another room for that. It could be anywhere, but it's just a place. A place where you know you commune and you meet with your God. There's something about when a place is set apart to commune with God. Hmm. Whilst God is not restrained or limited by space or place or by geography, listen, when you set a place apart for your meeting with God, he communes with you there. You know, in my house, I have two places that I've marked out over the years. One, I moved on to somewhere else again. But you see, I realize even when I get into the former place where was my study, yeah, I, I still sense, I can't explain what it is, but I, I sense God in the place. It's not about feeling, just something almost eerie. I, 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 why? Traffic was done there for many years. I've wept, I've cried, I've loved, I've received word, instruction, something, something. It was a place of multiple encounters. You need a place. It's not about having money or being rich. No. Like I said, it could be by the side of your bed, somewhere. It could be the corner of your kitchen where you drive. Just your place. Oh God. Jesus said in teaching how to pray, when you pray, you enter your closet, your place. Shut the door. What door? The door from noise. The door from, 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 from distraction. Shut the door. The door can be literal, physical door. Yes, you ought to. But the door more than that is a spiritual door where you shut people out from interference. Why? The business of prayer is not done publicly per se, it's done within the heart. 
you can be in church praying but if you want your prayer to be effective in church you must enter your closet even in church even in church so men can be in church in a corporate prayer but really they're not engaging they're looking around who's praying who's clapping no enter your closet slam the door that means you don't care who is around you who is laughing at you who is not not interested in how you're bowing down you're sweating your heart is out you you don't really care what you care is about i'm in my closet and i am cut open communing with my god enter your closet shut the door and pray to your god where in secret your environment matters your environment <laughs> and of course the other place i have now is my study oh we're building experiences. You know, you know, your walk with God is about experiences and encounters. That's what it is. You build encounters. Number four, prepare your words. Prepare your words. Prepare your mouth. What does that mean? Most effective prayer Please don't miss this point to bless you. Simple but quite profound. Most effective prayer is simply taking the words of God back to God. We live in a very legal system. The kingdom of God is a legal system. The kingdom of light, darkness, is a legal system. That's why God will say to you in Isaiah 119, I believe it is. No, it's 18 actually. Come let us reason what? Together. That's God. Oh boy. Can you imagine God is asking you to come to reason with him? That's amazing. Isaiah 118 says, come now. Let us reason together says the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, oh I love you Jesus, they shall be as white as snow, though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Then he says, if you're willing and obedient, oh, can you imagine God is saying, you come and reason together with me. What was he really saying? Another scripture in Isaiah says, uh, 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 produce your cause. You know that? Uh, you produce your cause. And that means, quote unquote, legislate your way into your blessing. Tell me why I should make this available to you. Even though it's yours for the taking, but why? Okay, he said, God, because I'm single, I want to get married. Not good enough. But when you begin to legislate and say, God, you know, I, I heard in the scriptures that one will chase a thousand to fly, but two shall chase ten thousand. You see, your prayers need to be tied to the kingdom. How can what you're asking positively increase the kingdom? Okay, Hannah, you're, you're barren. You don't have a child. You want a child. Uh, okay, I'm a woman. I yeah, that's not good enough. Yeah. Then Hannah says, wait a minute, God, I see in the nation of Israel that, that, your, that our nation lacks a prophetic voice. God, can you give me a son? I commit myself, I will give you a prophet, a man you can speak through in my day. Now you're talking, Hannah. Boom, it's done. What is that? 
produce your cause. How do you do that? With the scriptures. Isaiah 5, 5, 11. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 5, 5, 11. Your highest argument before God as to why it is certain things should be done and do you is they are tied to the kingdom. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. H.O.J. in the spirit. Thy will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Then you can ask, give us our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, our sins, as we also in turn forgive those that sin against us. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory, and I include the honor. The primary prayer point one in that prayer is kingdom of God come. But many believers have reversed the order. Before we pray kingdom expanding prayers, we often, including myself, we tend to pray self-gratifying prayers. Give me my daily bread. Am I correct? Examine your prayer life. For many, many people, we'll probably spend most of the time dealing with the issues that have to do with us. But Jesus said, have a pattern of prayer. <laughs> Begin with asking me about my kingdom. Then, I will rush in to attend to your needs. I won't only give you seed as I give some people seed. I will give you bread. For those who make my kingdom priority, I will do something for them. I'm going to give them a ready, prepared blessings. There are those who need to believe God for salt, pepper, onions, garlic, oil to make a pot of soup. Nothing wrong with that. But God said that there are people who I'm not going to allow to go through that process because of, of their need or my value to them in my kingdom. I am going to send a pot of soup their way. You didn't get that. You didn't get that. There are those who will go through the normal process to buy land, <laughs> to buy blocks, brick mortar, buy the, the faucets, the shower, buy beds and chairs, that seed. Huh? But, but there are those who are so interested in my kingdom that cannot back up. I, I'm not going to give them seeds. I'm going to bypass the process because I can't afford for them to waste that time. They're just too valuable for my kingdom. They think of souls. They think of building projects. They think of the mission field. Guess what? I am going to give them a house. Hey! He said he will give you houses you have not built. What? Those are kingdom-minded people. Can we change our prayer focus in this house 
souls mission field the things that touch the heart of God guess what we have guaranteed that when he will give us our daily bread it will be bread indeed rise up on your feet rise up on your feet can you ask the Lord for one minute for grace oh Kataya to pray with the result in mind from today oh Labata grace to now have a kingdom priority Lord help me to prioritize the kingdom of God wow in this third week of waiting and watching help me to focus on praying kingdom advancing prayers praying for souls and praying for missions and praying for your glory to fill the earth I know consequently oh you send me my daily bread not my daily seed let's pray church oh but deliver me from being self-absorbed Oh, it's about me, myself, and I. Lord, deliver me. Katopeke, give me a heart for the kingdom. Matope, can you pray for 60 more seconds in the Holy Ghost? Receive that grace to focus on him. Matopeketia, kingdom of God, come. Will of God be done. We give you the praise. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the touch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodheart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic dot org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.